Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're going to be talking Nazis, nipples, and neuron. Oh (laughs) baby, it's a classic. Let's do it. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, breaking out every episode of season four of Legends of Tomorrow. Break it then, air horn. On CW, I'm Frank Moran. I'm Dave Child. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, thanks everybody for. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Okay. Got very quiet in my headset for just a moment there. Yeah. And of course, the chat is up and running, so hop in there, share your thoughts about this episode or anything that we have them to be talking about. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, season four, episode fourteen. We're looking at Egg McGuffin. McGuffin. Egg McGuffin. Yes. There you go. Do you know what a McGuffin is? Do you know I, what the yes. origin of it is? It's uh, Well, it's a delicious sandwich that is... Mm, you rascally bastard. No, is that not it? No. It's that. Oh. Uh, oh. Wait it, a second. It's from Hitchcock. Yeah, Hitchcock popularized that, I guess. It was a story he talked about uh, how it's the thing, it's a plot device that, that gets something going. Most famously, you know, Maltese Falcon. Or the current Infinity Stones. That's that, too. But also this egg in this one. That's true. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, as Dave Child brought up the Infinity Stones, we're going to skip everything and dive deep into Avengers Endgame. We're no, just going to talk about... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. No spoilers. Not no at spoilers. all. We're going to dive into this episode. Uh, mm. you know, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, some beef to be eaten along the way. Um, yum, 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 yum. Uh, before we dive in, into specifics, though, uh, overall, what did you think of the episode, Dave? I, You know what? There's some stuff that I absolutely loved. There was some stuff that was a little wonky. But it was a fun episode, for the most part. I think everything is saved by uh, Gary's evil nipple. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I think this episode could be <laughs> as bad as he wanted to be. But when Gary's evil nipple <laughs> seduces him, oh man, there's nothing better than that. That was that was beautiful. That was so good. I don't I don't care what the rest of the uh, I'm done. I'm done with the show. I've, I've uh, uh, this is enough. Well, that's true. I mean, you, you see that just that that nipple just squeaking along on the floor, like hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's get back together, buddy. Also, this is there was a lot of Evil Dead references in this one. There were. Yeah, and that that was kind of a nice little nod for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. All right, I am on the chat, by the way. So please give us a talk. Uh, that's what I'm doing on the phone. I'm not yeah. like just tweeting to my grandma. Yeah, give us a talk. You know, give us a talk. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very grandma esque to you, even though you're not tweeting to her. I'm not tweeting to my grandma. Just give us a talk. <laughs> so you know, speaking of Gary. Let's dive into him because yes, we we do see over the course of the episode uh, that he gets swayed over by Neuron to mm-hmm. like, hey, wait a second, you know, Constantine doesn't really care about you; he just uses you when he wants something out of you. Yeah, uh, and we see a little montage of the way he, at least in those moments, he's only seeing the negative stuff that the legends have kind of treated to him uh, poorly. Yeah. Do you 
do you find I, I don't know do you do you buy this uh, this little arc for Gary that like yeah I can see Gary feeling this way and wanting to just be easily seduced by Neron. Well, Gary is needy in general. I mean, and he also is the he's the butt of most jokes, but you know, I think he's a well-deserved butt in that case. But he's a uh, he's needy and he wants like he always wants to be loved. He always wants to have affection. So anyone showing the history of the character we've seen so far is anyone that shows him the least bit of affection or notice, he you know, it kind of latches onto. Yeah, but which is I find interesting because I don't think like Ava, he's he, he's uh, a lot of affection or fondness and attachment to Ava. Yeah. Yet I don't, you know, we we always see kind of Ava kind of, uh, you know, consternated or flustered by Gary. Like Gary, yeah. We never really see like genuine like, you know, human out- emotion or outpouring. Like Gary, you're the best. You're the greatest. I don't know if we've really seen a lot of that. Yeah, except Ava. Yeah, because Ava really has to. Even though I think Ava thinks it, because we even saw kind of the purgatory inside Ava's subconscious and the person that was helping her the most was uh, Gary. She has Gary issues. Mm -hmm. So she needs to voice that, I think, really. And maybe that's how they're going to be able to sway Gary back from the dark side. Because (laughs) uh, this show is not very subtle and it did have one episode where it talked about how Ava has a connection to Gary and appreciates Gary and how Gary was there to help her. And then the next episode he's you know, taken away and brought to the dark side. So, you know. No, very true. Uh, you know, but that's like, I think just, you know, a little lesson for all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Just let those near you just know how much you care about them. Let them know you love them unless they're possessed by a demon because then that demon is going to use that in order to uh, take full possession of your body. <laughs> correct, yeah. <laughs> the yeah! demon of parties! <laughs> So we got our boy Ray Palmer. We saw mm-hmm. at the end of last episode, he's doing his little whistling. He's been... Uh, oh, boy. Kind of taking over by Neuron. But it's not a complete takeover. Yeah, because remember in the last one, we did find out that it takes uh, quite a bit of willing desire in order for a demon to take over the body. <laughs> Who's taking over you right now? <laughs> oh, no! It is me, the demon of adventure. The, de- the, the adventure demon is I'm here. the adventure demon, and I'm ready to take you on an adventure. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm feeling very seduced by what you've got to offer. Mm, but all three of my nipples are evil. Uh, and seen. Good. Wow, that was, <laughs> that was some really great. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, so we see Ray over the course of the episode uh, struggling, one to try to find help, yeah. uh, but also try to find using science to get rid of neurons. So it's like coming up with a little concoction, I can inject my arm, and that'll take care. He's of trying it. to do it with science. Yes, you see him, and I did like how they set up the fact that he can't tell anyone. He just goes, nye, nye. yeah, nye. yeah. And also, I love how his big love that he's in danger of killing is Nate. Science bros, man. They're science bros, but they're also, we've talked about this before, they're two guys that are willing to say I love you to each other and to notice the love without it being weird. And the fact that the that love is being manipulated and used by the villain it just kind of makes it even better. I, I like that. And I did like, uh, you know, Nate gets that first hug. He's like, you know what? That's not, that's not a hug. Bring it in. Yeah. Give me the full hug. Ah, oh, man, I like those guys. <laughs> I, just, I like two guys that are just completely geeky and then that also they 
they uh, shame each other for bad hugs. That just feels like my friends. Yes, sir. So it's nice. I got plenty of friends that I would be in danger of killing if I was possessed by a demon. Tell you that much. But would I be in danger, Dave? You know, what other parts of the show was great? I What I liked... Was the adventure? <laughs> Wait, is the adventure? Oh back? no! It is back. You all. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, don't yeah. don't get all Gary on me. Okay, fine. You know, fine. don't get all needy. Uh, so we see at the end of the episode, though, as he is beating the the, the tar Neron is out of Nate. Yeah. Uh, Ray says, "Hey, if you uh, promise to spare him, I will stop fighting, and you can take over me willingly." Yeah. Do you, so do you think there ever was a thing? Because I thought like, oh, but if I kill your best, if I kill someone you love, you'll lose your soul and then I could take over anyways. I'm suspicious that's not even real. I'm suspicious that that was a manipulation in order for to get the acceptance. I would agree as well, too. Yeah. Because that doesn't, that doesn't track to me. Like, you can kill someone you love and not entirely lose your soul. You'll lose a bit of your soul, but yeah. not the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, especially when you know it's not really your own fault. Like, you, yeah. if you know, consciously know I'm being manipulated by a demon into this, right? I will feel tremendous heartache that my friend is dead or my loved one is dead, but I know it's not my fault, right? Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. But uh, so he, but he does say, "Hey, all right, spare Nate, I'm yeah. yours." You know what I wish was happening during that pummel scene? We do see him turn to steel for a second, but I do kind of wish there was a moment where he turned to steel. And Ray, because he was possessed, kept hitting him until mm-hmm. the point where it was hurting Ray. So he turned away from Steel. Because I kept thinking, like, why did, how did that not work? Like, how did yeah. the Steel not work? If he's just a dude, Ray doesn't have any superpowers. He just has a suit that he's not wearing right now. And he's if he's punching him, but if you turn into Steel and you see you're hurting your friend and it's not and he's not going to stop, you would turn back in order to keep him from not punching. I kind of wish they hit that on the head. I like that. It, no pun intended. One, one or the other, whether it's going that route, you see him raise bloody yeah. knuckles and he stops, or Neron just says, uh, you know, being steel does not stop me from hurting you because he's, you know, a demon. So yeah. I, one or the other, because it seems weird. It's like, so, yeah, he's stealing. He gets just a couple of hits by Ray, and then he unsteals, and then he just gets pummeled. Yeah. I feel like... The way they handled it, it felt like they punched him out of the steel, which is like, what's the whole point of having steel skin if you can get punched out of it? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it feels like they really treat Nate and his ability to be resistant to injury in the steel is uh, in the steel form very cavalierly, uh, cavalierly, mm-hmm. where it's whenever the plot needs him to like, I can take this, I can stop this wrecking ball from coming in, no problem, I'm cool, I can stay steel the whole time. But if I'm getting hit. By a guy, after a couple of times, I'm going to lose my steel. And then I just let him be Because me. he loves him. Oh, whatever. Eh. Love keeps you from turning to steel. And it makes you a floppy human that's real. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll jump as we started with Gary. We'll end with this little section of his storyline. He does show up to uh, say, like, oh, hey, can I help Constantine? Can I help you out? Yeah. Try to defeat, uh, uh, get Neron out of Ray's body. And uh, Neron says, hey, you know, Constantine, what has he doing? What has he done for you lately? I brought you your nipple in a jar. I can make you whole. Yeah. The, okay, this is the this is the best part of the episode. This, this is the best part of this season, I think, is just 
the way they treat the gravity of a nipple that has been severed. It previously, you know, I loved it when he lost the nipple, and then the way they treat it like it is an Infinity Stone. They treat it like it is something that he needs and wants, and you get all these like dramatic flashbacks, and you see it crawling. There was never any wink at the camera; just the fact that it was a nipple. It just made it. That's what I. Lo- that was really. That was really fun and and dumb and wonderful. I I I love it. And also, you have some great Gary moments, like when he shows up to the bathroom and it's like, you know, this is where I. This is my crying spot. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> it's ah, it's he's uh, become my favorite legend. I think. He's, really? Yeah, I think Gary's my favorite. I, I mean, I like it because if it's anything, if it's if if you make it important enough for a character, then we're gonna buy it as well too. Yeah. And so for Gary, you know. We've seen, of course, throughout the episode, through the season, he is he is uh, checked back on that nipple and just kind of lamented the loss of it. Yeah, and he's kind of mentioned that a few times along the way. So yeah, and it's kind of a symbol for how he feels like he's being treated. He's just a doormat. To be honest, Dave, let's get real. Can we get real for? Yeah, we can get real. Okay, really real. Let's get really real. Let's get really real. If you lost your nipple, mm-hmm. do you think you could get over it? Or would it really be this thing Man, that you know, weigh on you? I want to lose these nipples, you know? <laughs> I just, well, you don't have to lose both, it's just one. They're just too beautiful. Yeah, what if you lost one? Do you think you could move on and still live your life? Yeah, I think so. All right. I think I can move on. Okay. I just want to make sure. I mean, but it'll be a tr- it'll be a tough transition, tell you that much. Okay. These buttes. <laughs> these beauties. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you brought it yeah, up, man. I can't, I can't be You brought it up if talk. you want to talk about these beautiful nipples. Oh, boy. Oof, Forget real, about it. I opened that door on that real talk, and now I have to accept that. This is Which one's your favorite nipple? I'm going to talk about my favorite nipple. Uh, this reminds me of my new podcast, Dave <laughs> Nipples. Dave <Please> Nipples. <laughs> Dave <laughs> Nipples. <laughs> what a great name for a podcast. Dave Nipples while talking about nipples. <laughs> Uh, so, folks, before we hop on to our next topic, we well, but just, I want to talk about nipples for, for longer. Oh yeah, well we'll get back to it because that's a topic that you can never get tired of uh-huh. talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> it is an evergreen topic. But we also want to like my nipples. That's right, mm, evergreen. always green mm, and smell like pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, folks, thanks so much for making us uh, the ESPN at TV talk, and it's because of quality content like this yep. that, that, that you stick around, and we uh-huh. are so appreciative of that. But we're also asking for a little help. So if you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're listening to us on iTunes, you're at the gym, you're in the car, you're just walking through town, as you would do, uh, listening to us. You know, when you get a chance, rate us uh, on iTunes. Give us those nice five stars. Yeah, absolutely. But no matter where you're listening, get involved in the uh, the conversation. Leave a comment so we can see what you think about the show. And uh, we really really appreciate that. This has been so great for us to do, not just the Legends of Tomorrow, and share our enthusiasm, our Mm -hmm. gripes, our joys about the show with fellow fans like yourselves. But there's also other great programming that Dave and I have both done and many other people uh, do here. And the only reason we keep doing it is because you find people keep watching us and let us do it. So thank you for sticking around and continue to enjoy our shows. We love you. So much. So about those nipples. <laughs> Back to nipples. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you know, speaking of uh, you know sensuality, body parts, things uh-huh. like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, we have another storyline. Is we just get waiting it. on that? Oh boy! Yeah. I, oh, there we go. Get to do it. We see uh, Rory and Charlie uh, finally. Uh, yeah. Charlie gets a little bit more involved in a storyline. <laughs> uh, where uh, a little bit, a little bit. Just a little bit. Charlie's just like, 
Oh man, they're really trying with Charlie. Uh, they must love that actress, and they want to keep her around for as long as possible. But they're not trying hard enough. It just feels. Uh. So I love. I do like this storyline too. I think it's a little weird. It's because it's just out of nowhere. It's a strange episode because you have high stakes, big villain storyline going on in the first one. You got like romance story for the B and the C story where they focus on Rory's, uh, Rory's romantic writing and how big it's become and how he, she has to go. He has to go to a con in order to reveal who Rebecca silver is and meet fans. Yes. Uh, you know, and, uh, so we see that, and because of course, you know it's it's Mick writing this. Nobody knows that it's a woman. Yeah, it's like I can't show up there at this con. Well, he doesn't even want to go anyway. But when he finds out, hey, you get paid a lot of money if you go to a con, <laughs> you, we got to make this happen. Yeah, uh, Charlie always up for a nice scam. Mm-hmm. Says, hey, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll pose as her, and we can make this happen. What's that? Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, they split it fifty fifty. That's right. And of course, uh, we've got Mona, who happens to be a huge Rebecca Silver fan. Oh, Mona! Yeah. She loves everything. As soon as she hears that the that the real Rebecca Silver is going to be there in person and show her face, she's got to be there. So, do you think? I, I feel like Roy hasn't been writing for that long. Like, how long has he been writing? I mean, I I, I want to feel like well, for sure, last season. Yeah, I, and, started last season. I mean, well, I guess it started about that we knew it. So I could buy but that they, maybe in season two uh, he started writing. Do you think, uh, what I'm wondering is if he's using time travel. I would think that he could jump Because it jump sounds back. like they talk about a lot of books. So it feels like maybe he is has all these books that he's written, but he's like going back in time and making them popular in like the 90s or something. Because it seems like they were talking about it like... He's got so he's many. Been, he's been writing for years. He's like the like the Stephen King. He's just got. He's just like words keep the pouring Stephen out of him. Stephen King. The Stephen King. He's like the Stephen King. Uh, and so after Mona, I uh, figures out. Wait, it's Charlie here. It's a good point. Uh, Charlie's outfit and hairdo in this episode was great. This is Art Master Austin Prophet. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure was. Good glasses. Good glasses. But I. Uh, <laughs> Again, it's the the Charlie issue. I, I just, well, it's like, just the fact that Charlie doesn't have a personality. We don't really know anything. They they, it's a good con, but it's I don't know what Charlie's favorite color is. Yeah, I could guess with everyone else. Like I I don't know what I all the characters. I know what they would order for breakfast. I don't know what Charlie would order for breakfast. Because if you look at Mick, I mean Mick is surly. Uh, Sausages, know. by the way. Oh, there you go. But we know Bacon. there are things that Mick does care about, as much as he's you know tries to keep himself aloof and unattached. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the, I mean, writing, a biggest example from this is like the writing. He truly cares about that so much so that he's embarrassed if anybody else really finds out about it. But yeah. you know, that truly means something to him. And the the reveal that he has this connection with the fans and that he talks to the fans, yeah, that's that's great. And it, enough it, for him to kind of come out of the. Of the persona in order to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same thing with Mona, a new edition, but in, you know, came on even less time than, than Charlie has. But we've been able to sketch out a, a lot about her. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the fact that she was in the copay, that you just see that she, she was so invested in that, yeah. that person, that creature. Uh, but Charlie, to your point, it's just like we know nothing. Like we don't know what she's really truly passionate about, what she is afraid of. We don't know really anything. And it makes it kind of frustrating. No, yeah, it is frustrating. I, I would really, I, and I agree with you. It's like they, they, they clearly love the actress, but it's just like 
is it really serving the show to keep her around if you're not going to give her a character well, that really it's also a useful power it's just it's a great character uh, it's a someone you can you can bust out the shape shifting whenever you want and it's an extra person but like they have a lot of characters like you could have done this anyone could have been well this was a harder one because everyone had a different storyline so it was kind of set for Charlie. Like, who else, what other female character could have played, like, uh, Rebecca Silver if they did this? They would have to wait until, I guess, Zari was free. But she's busy with the romantic storyline. And yeah. isn't up for capers like this. No. And, and I feel like Mona... Mona has to be the one to unmask Rebecca Silver. Yeah. Yeah, that fit the character perfectly. So it's it was kind of a, oh, who's left? Oh, it's Charlie. That's what you want out of your character. Is just yeah, like, yeah, it's the who's left, so yeah. we can just plug her into the storyline. But the storyline was funny. It was nice. Yeah, I mean, it. It what is. What was that song that was playing when they go go to the convention? Did you notice that? Oh, uh, it was like uh, bringing light in the real light. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, so odd. The Romanticon, man. Yeah. It's, uh, would you go to Romanticon? Um, I just came from Romanticon. Oh, actually, nice. yeah, it was great. I, um, Did you panel? Yeah, I paneled. I paneled. I was uh, 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 for mostly my fan fiction about uh, the love between um, Constantine mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange. Oh, ooh, interesting. It's very, very sexual. Wow. Very. Uh, it's uh, it's all about. It's very magic. Very magical. Ooh, master of the mystical and sexual arts. Yeah, mostly. Thank you. There you go. I thought you may have been uh, sharing your love for the adventure demon with everybody, but that's all right. Well, maybe I picked up a little friend who likes adventure. Here it comes. So we did I have people some... love it. <laughs> yep, we did have some hijinks here because the uh, the main thrust. Oh, go ahead. Can I just say Please I do. think this is a great idea, but I don't think they'll do this. But uh, Art Master Awesome Prophet says. They should get rid of Charlie and give Gary the shape-shifting powers. Yes. Yeah. I would yes. absolutely love that if somehow that happened. Because Gary is fun. He's the butt of all the jokes. But it would also see him, like, bungling and bumbling through all this, like, shape-shifting stuff. That would be a great idea. I actually love that idea because it's even though he can be the butt of the jokes, he still has something to offer. Yeah. And so, he, he you know, so that's why you need him around. It's like, despite... Uh, you know, his bumbling, he still can be a needed component to pull yeah. off something. Yeah. Uh, so this episode, we see kind of, uh, it kind of went through some changes there. And there's an article on TV line that talked about it. And uh, the main thrust of the storyline is, you know, like a little romantic adventure for Nate and Zari. Yeah. And uh, so originally, uh, it's a, uh, well, this episode is supposed to be like the culmination of the Nate and Zari romance, which it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of leads to that. Uh and so it's, <laughs> I do like that the EP admits that uh, last episode where it was uh, Zari trying to figure out, like, how can I text Nate how I feel? Says that, uh, <laughs> he goes, it was probably the most frivolous plotline we've ever had in the history of the show. Yeah. And so this, they figured, like, we But it was nice. <laughs> it was a good plotline. It was better than some of the other plotlines we've seen. Uh, but because of that, they figured we needed to give them that, that if we wanted to make them a couple, we needed to give them a proper adventure. Right. Which kind of made them the focus of this episode. And uh, at first crack, they, they planned to do it, uh, evoke the escapades of the iconic big screen archaeologist. Came off a little too close to home. And so they knew they wanted to do Indiana Jones, but it broke out as a straight version of that. So they said, oh, well, it felt like almost like we see like Legends kind of does a lot of homages in yeah. their episodes. But this one, I guess, in the first break, 
I felt too right down the center of like an Indiana Jones kind of homage. Right. So they did a special weekend breakdown, a rebreaking of the story, and then they added some more date night type elements in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I like the Explorers Club. And maybe the Adventure Club? (laughs) Oh, there's a reason. Wait. This demon loves this episode. (laughs) Nipples, Adventure, and Demons. (laughs) It was beautiful. In my true form, I'm covered in nipples. What? Adventure. (laughs) He's covered in adventure? Mm. Oh, hello. Because every nipple, in its own way, is an adventure. Thank you. So we see this episode as the MacGuffin that you were alluding to. And we do find this egg that's found back in the early 30s. And so like, hey, wait a second. We got to find out what this deal is. Let's all go back. And Sarah's looking at this as a way to, it's a real mission. But also, hey, let's get these two, uh, you know, these Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. kids that we know they have kind of an interest in each other. Let's get them together. Really Which makes expresses. sense. I think yeah. that's a thing that they would do. Sarah playing the den mother. Yeah. Says, hey, let's make this happen. Yeah. But, of course, Nate and Zara think, like, oh, wait. Nope. Everybody's bailing on this mission. Uh, so they're just setting this up. This is setting just like, a, you know, this is just a big role-playing thing that we're going to. Do you think that was realistic for them to think that? To think that it's a, everyone's an actor and it's a big role-playing thing? That was a little much. It's like, yeah. come on, they're not going to go off to, <laughs> so, to this extent. I mean, they don't have that big of a budget. No. The only reason <laughs> no. why they had a, uh, uh acting troupe for Ava's parents was so Ava didn't go insane. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and didn't learn the truth that she's a clone from the future. You know, yeah. and we, that makes more sense. Yeah, and we know the Time Bureau does not have this budget because it's all invested in A-World. Yeah, so there's <laughs> we don't have time, we don't have the money to that's be able to true. do this kind of elaborate oh, set, setups here. Yeah, uh, so we see them getting involved in the demon egg. There's Nazis involved. Uh, we find out that it's truly a, a, a real emergency that uh, Sarah and Ava have to go back and help them as well too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out that at the end of the episode, there's a uh, there's a dragon in that egg. Uh oh. I do have to say there was uh, a couple of moments in this plotline that were great. A lot of people in the chat were talking how great Zari looked. Yes. In that dress, I think it's very true. I also love the setting up that what is it, Thomas Crown Fair? Yep, where they where someone has to bend under all these. Usually, it's lasers. Or, uh, wait, is no, it's because um, it's one of the it came out at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's with, a Catherine uh, Zeta Jones and Sean Connery. Yeah, uh, I want to say like Entrapment. No, yeah, I think it's Entrapment, something oh. like that. Oh, okay. If anyone knows what the one we're re- referring to, please yes. tell us in the chat. But. Um, yeah, just so, like someone has to bend in uh, in places and do all these things. So, of course, Nate is the one to do it, and we get a nice buns of steel shot. Of and course. I felt like that was just for us. <laughs> I felt like just we, for Dave and I. Yeah, because we kept talking about his <laughs> buns of steel, and so they were like, "Yep, they got to show them," and it was it was beautiful. Yeah. But the whole thing was just. I also loved how it was flipped, and Zari was kind of into it, and. You know, and it was, I actually, I like the relationship, and I like where they're going, and the arc of the date night worked, because they weren't doing the things that sometimes we see in TV shows, where everyone's, like, too coy to really talk about their their love, because they were, or the fact that they were on a date. Like, they said, oh, this is a setup, it's a date. They said yeah. that, like, right away, which was kind of nice. And, yeah, and even when Nate says, oh, man, you know, I know Nazis ruined our date. 
And you know, Zara's like, "Who says it's ruined?" Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, it was good. It was. It, this felt like it was three separate tiny episodes, but they were all good episodes. It was just strange to see them all kind of together, but it was still it was still good. Three, four. It was four storylines. Yeah, it was. Which was a lot of storylines for an episode. That's odd. You know, and it's it's hard. I mean, I guess when you're looking at so many characters. Uh, so much story and kind of juggling storylines and trying to hit, stick the landing at the end of the season. It is entrapment, by the way. Entrapment. Look at that. Like a steel cage. Where you can see last episode, we were kind of frustrated by it. I, I, at least I felt like that. It was like a wasted storyline for Zari. Just like, mm, what, what does this text mean? I don't, I don't know. even know. It was relatable. Uh, but at least like now, you know, it, it does have a payoff. <laughs> <laughs> it's relatable. Oh, oh boy. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Come on, kids. You know what I'm talking Come about. Come on, kids. Right? Us, us, the teenagers out there, would we be texting and bumbling? Oh, it's relatable. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, but they do smooch at the end, finally. We get that, the, and they admit that they both have feelings for each other. So mm-hmm. we leave them in a good spot. Yeah. So like that. Uh, we also have Sarah and Ava involved in a book club. Yep, the book club. Yeah. The fourth storyline is the go. book club. I've never been in a book club. Have you? Um, I keep wanting to be invited to one. Oh, so but guys. I never am. Uh, so in the chat, folks. If so you want if to you have channel. a book club, please let me. I find they tend to be uh, ladies only. There's not a lot of guy book clubs. I, I would beg to differ. There is. Uh, I know we're what? specifically in the Burbank area where there is a gentleman's book club. Wait. Are you part of a book club? I'm not part of a book club. I wish I were. How do you know about this gentleman's book club? I'm connected, Dave. Do they have like, is it like a secret word that you go into? No, it's to, over to at it? the uh, Perky Nerd comic book shop. Down oh, the yeah, yeah. They do, they both do, uh, one night they do a women's book club, mm-hmm. and then the other night they do a men's book club. Do they mostly do comic books? They do. <sighs> I guess I gotta make some new friends. <laughs> <laughs> You made it seem like such a chore for you right there. Uh, well. Uh, but what I liked about with with Sarah is, like, for somebody who's grumbling about having to do this, like, I don't want to get involved in this kind of stuff. It's not who I am. I just want to have an action and adventure yeah. that she at least attempts it this time and then really gets sucked into the book only to find out, like, oh, wait, I'm the only one that actually did read this? Right. She also learned the trick of to getting through a book fast is to... Uh, listen to the audiobook and then speed it up two times. And I, I love that she actually still enjoyed it because yeah. of that. I'm all about listening to podcasts at one and a half times speed. Two times is just almost a little too much. Yeah, I think it's, it depends on the podcast. If it's like news, that's perfect. But if it's like, uh, if it's an actual storytelling thing, don't do that. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, but I do like that her reading that book is like, oh, I tied into totally solving. What was happening with uh, Nate and Zari's storyline? Where it's like, oh wait, I know who's really behind this egg, uh, and it's the uh, it's the assistant who's just been you know kind of crapped yeah. on the whole time. The doormat. The That's doormat. how they tied the storylines together. Chef's kiss. <laughs> now <laughs> we do get to see though uh, at the end of the episode, uh, Nora or who I thought would probably be in a coma for many more episodes. You thought so, really? I thought so. I mean, I thought like, oh, she's just going to You be thought kinda... she would like come in last minute and yeah. kind of save the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, Constantine actually gets her out of it. And uh, at the end of the episode, Ava says, hey, you know what? I need your help because you don't know what the deal is with demons. How about you help us as a member of the Time Bureau? There's a coin. Which I do like that. I feel like Nora's like, hey, 
I did like her reaction, like, all right, finally somebody's like looking at me as like a useful member of society as opposed yeah. to like something that's got to be caged up and analyzed and studied and feared. So I, I miss it. Yeah, I well, I, I am curious to see uh, how she operates on like the side of the good guys for for once. Yeah. Well, I think she's already on the side of the good guys. It's just nice that she's recognized as that. Yes. Yeah, and also we got on the side of the bad guys, Ray Palmer. Yep. Who I have to say, every time he was evil, Ray, I think he made a pretty good bad guy. I think he did. The, I think he had a good like serious voice <laughs> that he kind of put on. <laughs> that was his because his Ray is kind of up here. It's so everything's good, and his bad guy voice. Wasn't like this. What's well, true? It was very serious. But if you've watched Chuck, you know, you know that he's got that in him. He's a bad guy on Chuck. Oh, spoilers for a long-canceled show. <laughs> <laughs> That's my spoiler alarm. Uh, so, folks, as we get ready to wrap up, we'll just mm. do a couple quick predictions of what we hope to see in next week's episode. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, it does look like that. I mean, the focus is going to be on. Ray trapped in Neuron's body, or yeah. Neuron in Ray's body. Can they free Ray? Do you see Ray getting freed by the end of next episode? No, I think he's. I wouldn't be surprised if because they don't have a Neuron besides that, and he's the big bad. And I don't think they're going to do him jumping to another body. I think he's going to be Neuron until the end of this season. Hmm. And, and we, there's only three more episodes left. Yeah. So keep that in mind. So I feel like we're going to have two good episodes of. of well, like probably two and a half episodes of Ray being the bad guy, and then he's going to get freed at the end. And I still felt like we, I don't really have any sense of what Neron's grand plan is. I have no idea. He doesn't want uh, Hayworld. Yeah. So maybe that's how they defeat him in the end, by creating Hayworld. Oh. The power of love. A great, a great construction montage. We mm. got to build a theme park. They got Dragon now. Yeah. Very getting get very Game of Thronesy, but doesn't it seem weird to go this far into the season with only three episodes left and not really have any sense of what the big bad's plan or agenda is? His big bads be bad boy. Yeah, I mean we know, <laughs> we know that he wants to get back at Constantine, that's, gonna, but that's really all we know. He's gonna be the baddest boy in the in the playground. He's gonna be the baddest boy. I mean, do you think it's because the writers didn't quite have an idea of exactly what his plan was, and so they've been writing it very vague? Until the end, or it's 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 going to be a big surprise. It's gonna ooh, it's gonna ooh, it's gonna be bad. But do you want it? Be, do you want it to still be vague by this point, or do you feel like it makes it better if you, by this point in the season, you should know what the stakes are so you can be more invested? I feel like with this show, I get more interested in the show when it's less about the big overarching story and more about these silly individual episodes, like uh, the purgatory thing, like uh, the. The romantic Comic Con convention. So it's I it's I'm not really interested in the big overarching Vandal Savage. I don't want that anymore. I kind of <laughs> like the that's just a device to get us through the season, but it's more about these weird individual episodes and these weird tiny adventures. Would you like to see a legend show that like say next season they do away with a big bad and they just kind of focused on characters and just, just like episodic. Of, yeah. It's less episodic and more like, you know. Yeah, that would be great. I love it. If there was like a different kind of brave and the boldy kind of feel to it, it'd be kind of cool. I just want to see some people in some costumes. For the love of God, get us yeah. in some costume guys. I think there's going to be a lot of Game of Thrones references in the next episode. That's my guess because they're they're in like this wintry place and they're dealing with a dragon egg. 
It's going to be a lot of weird pop culture references and all Game of Thronesy. Can wait. You uh, <laughs> don't watch the show. That's right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We've done it again, Dave. We did it. We did it. We did it. And what an adventure it's oh, been. Oh, the adventure demon. Nipples for everyone. <laughs> Nipples away. Thank you so much for joining us folks as always like us on facebook give us those five stars on itunes subscribe to the youtube channel thank everybody for hopping in the chat for sticking around and and uh you've all got nipples now so, enjoy them that's right but if you want to stay in touch with either dave or myself after the show's over dave where can they find you they can find me at mr dave child on the twitter and the instagram at davechild.com because my name is dave child Beautiful. Folks, find me all over those Twitter grams at Happy Go Jackie. That's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We'll be back here next Monday night. Will you? We hope so. Right here on AfterBuzz TV. Nipples away! <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 